I'm going to give me a drink of water. Let me pause it right quick. I'm going to pause it. Yeah. Right <laughs> hey, 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 right. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I, mean, I heard you when you were yelling at me. Yeah, he can hear you if he responded to you. Jay, Jay. I heard Have my co-host Suave and my other co-host Boots. How are you guys today? Doing good. Um, it's nice to have us back together again. How was everybody's week? Mine was long, <laughs> really long. <laughs> you know, Mine so. too. Like I have so much going on, and I'm constantly adding new stuff. I know Boots. He's um shaking his head because he kind of uh put me in my place last night because I got so much going on, but. I'm going to get it together. Well, real quick, I have to share this with everybody because y'all will see it real soon. I I um, went and adopted a new baby. Oh. And a new she, baby. And here she is. My new baby. What is that? What that's, is that? That's my drone. <laughs> oh, that's the drone? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's oh, my nice. new baby. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see the contents we can do with that. Oh, man, this little thing here costs almost a grand. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That is insane. Guard it with your life. Oh, trust me. I put insurance on it and everything. I'm not even playing with it. (laughs) Wow. That's right. Don't bring it by time. (laughs) 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 Whatever. How was your week, Gooch? My week was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, you know, my week was kind of thrown, though, because we were off on Friday for the holiday, and then, you know, it was a holiday, and then Sunday, so I kind of felt, like, out of place a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had the days mixed up for a minute, too. Um, how, the, yeah. So did you guys celebrate the 4th? No, or... I wasn't celebrating. No, I wasn't celebrating. What am I, what am I celebrating? Independence <laughs> of what? <laughs> I'm hey, serious. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> Hey, I didn't celebrate. I mean, we had family over, you know, but we didn't did, celebrate. Did you barbecue and all that? No, we we no, we didn't actually. I, we did not. Sources, sources told me that you had a rib in your mouth over the holiday. See, I don't even do pork. So <laughs> the lie you tell. <laughs> all right. Well, let's kick it off today. Um, first, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Of course, Fierce Passions. Please shop the website. Um, it's ishopfp.com. Again, that's ishopfp.com. Don't forget to download the app. It's on Apple as well as Android. Just type in Shop FP or you can type in Fierce Passions and it'll come up. Um, our other sponsor is um, Camera Eye Photography and, and, um, and Film. And why do I always forget the film? Yeah, Camera the film, Eye film Photography the part, and Film. Definitely. Camera <laughs> Photography Film. Y'all can go to the website at cameraipf.com. Uh, check yes. it out. Got some great prices for you for whatever you need. Weddings, drone footage. We have it all. Okay. And last but not least, um, the Gooch Foundation. Um, 
is our other sponsor. So we thank all three. Thank you very much. It wouldn't be possible to do this without them. Um, so we're going to kick it right off. Um, Garrett, I know that you were um, pretty upset about something you saw with Airbnb. We're going to uh, talk about that a little bit. First, I want to give you guys a quick business tip. So I'm going to start doing these little things, the business tip of the week. And that's just going to include something that I learned along the way um, when I was starting uh, Fierce Passions and, you know, before the podcast and all of that stuff um, and what I had to learn. So one quick tip, and it'll be, it'll be you know, important tips that you, you need to have to start your business. One quick, quick tip is this, um, business credit. You want to make sure that you have a DUNS number. So that's D-U-N-S, DUNS number. That's going to be, it's kind of like your... Um, your, it's kind of like your, your social security number um, for your business. Um, your DUNS number establishes your business credit. Um, you can Google it. You can Google how to um, apply for a DUNS number. It's very simple, very easy, but that is something that you definitely, after you have your business established with your LLC um, or a sole proprietorship, whatever you're going to do, you want to get a DUNS number. So that's my business tip of the week. Um, so make sure you guys look that up, all of my up and coming small business owners. And then Garrett, let's go right into Airbnb. What did they do? Okay. All right. So um, just a little backstory. So I'm planning, trying to do a Friendsgiving. Um, so basically trying to do that in November. So I've been looking for Airbnb spot that can accommodate at least about eight to nine people. So looked here in North Carolina, looked in Atlanta as well. Um, and the places that I found are, you know, probably like mansion size homes, um, because mm -hmm. we're looking for an eight bedroom, nine, nine bedroom place. Okay. Um, so okay. I had a profile picture up there. The original profile picture I had was just a plain profile picture, not suited up or anything, just in a normal shirt um, and my name. So I found um, I found a place really nice. And the only reason I like this place is because it had a pool. So I mm -hmm. did read the rules for the place and it said that no parties or events. Um, but if you can always reach out to the host and, they, and they're supposed to be a super host. So a super okay. host is supposed to be somebody who's like gotten all these great ratings and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I reached out to the lady and I said, Hey, how you doing? My name is Garrett. Um, I did read your rules in regards to you not having any events, not having an event. I just want to make sure that um, I want to have a dinner, uh, like a Thanksgiving dinner um, with all my friends that are coming on this trip. The reason that we're coming to Atlanta is because we have four other friends that stay in Atlanta. So that would be more conducive for, for us coming. Mm -hmm. So got a response back from the lady within 24 hours. And the questions that she asked were very derogatory questions. So the questions were, okay. um, I need a breakdown of the male, the male and female ratio. I need to know how many, um, how many of you smoke. And, and I'm not talking about smoking cigarettes. I'm talking about how many of you smoke marijuana. Um, I also want to know, is this going to be a party field weekend? Because I have a sense of that's what it's going to be. And this is not during the week of Thanksgiving. This is prior to Thanksgiving. So I said, so I replied. Did back she say she had the sense? Of, she okay. had a sense. She had a okay. sense that this was going to be a party weekend. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I replied back to her and then just said, well, no, um, this is just a group of all males that's coming. Um, I said, there are 
um, some people that live there and they have some girlfriends or whatever that's going to be coming or whatever. So only going to be like two couples that are coming. Um, but everybody else, you know, we're all boys, you know, hanging out, just we're just all hanging out. That we're all all professional coming down there just to have a friendsgiving. I said, and the purpose of a friendsgiving is that you have have it before Thanksgiving because we know during Thanksgiving you're going to be with your, with family. your family. Yeah, family, right. right. So um, she still proceeded to ask questions of you know, well, what's the what's the rest of the itinerary for the weekend? Um, I just need to know what are you guys doing on the other days and things like that. So I've never had these type of questions asked to me on an Airbnb before. So I just said, you know what, based off of the questions and the responses that I'm getting from you, um, I, I, I'm assuming that this is going to be an issue to utilize your property. So the next day, I received an email from Airbnb about their new discrimination policy that they are rolling out. And I said, hmm. I wonder if I changed my profile picture. So I put change my profile picture to um, a picture where I'm in a suit and a tie. Um, okay. Actually, it's my profile picture for work. And, okay. then I, and then on the profile of Airbnb, you have the option of listing what your profession is. So mm -hmm. I listed what my profession is and where I work. Lo and behold, I get an email from the person who's like, well, you know, I, I have no problem in trying to work out you guys, you know, staying at my place. You know, I just would like to get an itinerary of the breakdown of the days just to ensure that I don't have any issues with the neighbors. I never responded. She comes back two hours later to say, well, never mind. I feel like this is going to be a party field weekend. So I reported her to Airbnb. But I found it ironic that Airbnb just launched a project, and that project mm -hmm. is, is called Project Lighthouse to uncover, measure, and overcome discrimination on Airbnb. So they're mm. saying that this is a new way that they're fighting discrimination on Airbnb. So just some highlights of it. So this project, they're saying that this project will help us un, um, understand when and how racial discrimination happens on Airbnb. Um, mm -hmm. So they're working with civil rights groups to make sure um, that they take the important steps in a thoughtful way. And then they're also working with leading privacy organizations to ensure um, everyone's privacy is respected. So during this project, um, they're going to, of course, provide more details on how this is going to work. But yeah. they're going to partner with the company to look at how people are perceiving people's names, profiles, pictures, and things like that. Because wow. when I researched it, many people have been put out of Airbnbs midway, um, like mid-stay when they find out that they're African-American. Um, they've been put out or they have not been given back their deposit. They've been denied staying a certain place because of the color of their skin. Wow. Yeah, so that I just thought, it, I thought didn't, it was ironic. Didn't, uh, I think it's Lizzo, didn't she just have a situation with an Airbnb and her and some friends that got kicked out? Yes, and I she ended so. up staying with know. yeah, and I'm not that familiar with the story, but obviously it's some issues with Airbnb. That is insane. Well, yeah. I can't believe yeah. that. No, nah, he's I mean he's absolutely well. I can't correct. believe that. Yeah, he's absolutely correct about that. Um, with issues being with Airbnb of people of color, because I've seen a few videos on YouTube where you have some people that were in Airbnbs when the white people were over it were harassing the people that were there that were legally there 
You know what I'm saying? They wow. couldn't be here. And it was, and, you know, and the guy saying, man, we paid our money. What are you talking about? We can't yeah. be here. You're not supposed to be here. It, you know, like I said, and that just goes back to what we talked about last time. You know, people are not afraid to show that they're bigots and racists now because you got oh, yeah. a president that enables that. And that his right. very mm -hmm. rhetoric breeds contempt. So that's why these people are, you know, you know, racist, bigots, they're just coming out of the woodworks because they fear, well, hey, our president is this way. Now I can be that way without any kind of consequences. Oh, yeah, the leader president. of the country is that way, then right. yeah, they don't have any reason to, right. yeah. You know, so yeah, that's, and, that's and to piggyback off of that, James, there people are getting so bold. And I know, Tanya, this is not on, on your schedule to talk about, but just to really touch right. on that, that couple that is in Michigan um, that pulled out the gun on right. the oh. lady and her daughter. We should um, talk about the, that. At the um, Chipotle. So I briefly watched that video and, you know, from the looks of it, it looks like the, the woman may have bumped the daughter or something like that. And, and the mother was confronting her. But, you know, as you look in the video, they're trying to back out. They almost hit the lady. The lady jumps out the car with the gun and is like in their face with it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, now it's like people feel like they have the autonomy just to do whatever the heck they want to do because of the situation that we're in with the country right now. Right, right. Now, granted, you know, those people went to jail, but can you imagine, you're at Tanya, can you imagine being at a Chipotle, getting food for your daughters and somebody pulling out a gun in your face? Right up on you, you and your kids. You know, she's talking about, well, I don't know what you've been through in your life and blah, 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 before, prior to she got out the car or whatever. And she's like, well, you're not going to jump behind my vehicle. You're almost about to hit her. You know what I'm saying? And you jump out, out of your vehicle with a gun in Auburn right. Hills. Now, now Auburn Hills, we go to Auburn Hills all the time. But certain spots in Auburn Hills. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Now, we already, we already know that Auburn Hills is kind of a no-go for us. We go mm -hmm. to Great Lakes Crossing and we tiptoe our butt back. And we turn right back around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, listen, but, I, I did watch the video. And um, uh, in my opinion, they I find that they were both wrong. And this is yes. why. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Um, you're right. If that was my daughter, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make sure that she's protected. Now, from what I saw in the video, it did look like, you know, something happened, some type of altercation, and then it went right. from there. Um, the mother, she starts, you know, going over there asking what happened, and, um, you know, she, she begins to yell, demand an apology. The woman with the gun, or the, you know, the, 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 the white woman, she was, um, she, I, I saw her just kind of being quiet, she was standing there. She's like, um, you know, I'm sorry, this is not about race, because, you know, they were accusing yes. her, um, saying I that agree. it was about race. Um, she did, you know, trying to calm down, trying to calm the situation down. She got in the van. They were, they attempted to pull off. They attempted to pull off. Now, I don't know if the, I don't know if the woman was already behind the van or if she went behind the van. I'm not sure what happened, but that caused the woman to get out. Now, from there, if she would have just stood in that van or stayed in that van, um, caught the police, you know, then this situation would have been over. I would have said, you know, she, that woman was absolutely right. She didn't do anything wrong. Um, but however, it didn't go that way. She got out the car, 
you know, drew the gun. From what I hear, the husband also drew the gun and they were both arrested and charged. So I'm assuming that is to be true, um, that it was the husband as well as the wife that pulled the gun on these people. Um, and that was wrong. You know, it's against the law, first of all. You're, you shouldn't pull out a gun unless you're going to use it. Now, the argument is, did she feel threatened? And I can't, I cannot say that she should have felt threatened because these people, the mother and the daughter, did not have a gun, at least from what was shown. No, she but, but here's, what, here's what I will say. So I agree with you on the point that there is fault on both ends. Um, and, and I think that for us as African-Americans, I think that we sometimes the fault of us is when we get a moment we take that moment and we go to the extreme with it. Not saying that we shouldn't protest, not saying that black lives don't matter, not saying that any of the people that have been killed, that that is not important, not saying that at all. But sometimes right. we take every situation to the next level that ain't that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. Because I did see the woman, well, hey, I apologize. This is not about race. You know, if somebody did that to you in your life, I apologize. That's not what I'm doing. You know, right. And the and you know the woman and her child, they did. They kept talking high and kept on cussing her out and stuff like that. You have they were cursing. Understand. They were threatening. They said like, well, see, "I beat your ass." See, and, see, you know, that, they were, see, they were provoking a, the situation. That, that and that's exactly. I, I heard about. I heard about that too, and I went and saw it. And I'm gonna be honest. They shouldn't be charged. I'm gonna tell you why. Reason why I say that because let's reverse the roles. And there had been a black person and a white woman coming at them, they would have pulled out them gums quicker than the white woman did. Because exactly. I, I know us, because we escalate things beyond where it needs to go. When that lady apologized and said, it's not about race thing, I'm sorry, she could have well, simply uh, said, let's, that, not, that, let's not put, because I hate when that happens, I'm sorry, but let's not say we do that or we go to the next level because I don't think that we should or anybody should just group all black people the same. Well, I ain't gonna say like, all black people, but we have a history of escalating things beyond. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, we do. We have a history. I, I'm it, sorry, okay, but I I'm, think, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you the reason why. Okay. I think go, any race. Well, we no, I mean, you, escalating things. I mean, what I'm saying is like, we let our temples cut because of things that have happened to us in our past. As a black race, we are more prone to get mad or quicker, and we go. So you you don't think that when these and they happen to be all white people went to the Capitol building with guns and demanded that they open the world back up? You don't think that's just kind of going a bit too far? No, that's going a bit too far. But they knew they can get away with it because they're white. <laughs> That's the difference. But that's not the point, though. The right. point no, no, is I'm, I'm, that I'm, what, all races. Well, what, what I'm saying is, okay, you know, they used to have a comedian that used to do a joke. And he would say, who, um, what race is what race? They said, who goes to party, get drunk, and pass out? White people. Who shoot a person quick over 40? Black person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I get what you're saying, but I just that, hate. That's what I'm saying. They do when they try to group us all together. So I just feel like no, I'm not grouping all black people, but I'm just saying we don't. Sometimes we don't know how to say, you know what? Take the high road. Walk okay, away. Walk away. Yeah. Exactly. If the lady said, yeah, I'm nothing. sorry. Yeah, that that's, that would have never that, went that far. And I agree with that. I agree with that because agree. That, that's what I meant by sometimes we get a moment and we go and we hang on to that and go to the next thing. Oh, see, this is just Black Lives Matter right here. You know what I'm saying? So we got to ask her. The woman apologized, you know, 
let's move on. Now, did she did apologize? Yes. I heard her apologize. She apologized. She said I was sorry. I'm this not a race thing. So right then in that moment, if that'd have been my if she was getting in the car, she leaving, it should have been over. Go on, do what you're doing and just leave it alone. Absolutely. Everybody go home. But they, they and that's what I think. Yeah. Now they're they're saying that the I and I don't think this was confirmed. Was the white woman married? I mean not married. Was she uh, pregnant, I mean? Oh, the the black woman? The white woman. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I, I, there's been so many different videos of it. I didn't really dig into it, but yeah. it just kind of, kind of, as we were talking about, as we were talking about people feeling entitled that they can do this because of who's in presidency, exactly. it made me think of this story. So I don't want to say something that's not, you know, really part because of it. Because if she was pregnant, then for her to pull the gun, you know, not knowing if they're going to attack or whatever, then, I mean, I would feel a little different about it, too, because it's like, you know, she got to protect her yeah, baby protect. and, and herself. That's what, but right, and that's why the, the, the husband... wrong for pulling the gun, though. Well, it depends on her perception of mind frame if she felt threatened. If you got, you know, you don't know what's so about me, to happen. Let me ask you something. If the, yeah. if the mother and daughter were, if they were all, if all parties involved were white, do you think that this lady would have pulled the gun? Probably not. I think she would have okay. argued, but I don't think she would have pulled a gun. No, I think would, gun. yeah, I think it would have been a big argument, and they might have threw hands. But the fear of black people is real, yeah. <laughs> and that's really and what, that's, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, start, and we start using profanity and stuff. Women's unsure what we what what was gonna happen next. Yeah, I, and you that, know, that, yeah. that is my entire point because when you say that they're fearful, even with your picture, Gary, when you had a normal picture of not in a suit and tie, but just your everyday attire, even that picture was just like, uh, you know, let me ask some more questions. Let me ask some more so, questions. Exactly. So it's, it's a, it is about image in a lot of ways. Why are they seeing us as, I don't know, what's the word? Um, why are they, you know, fearful, I guess, of us? Let me, can I answer that question? And just because I've been involved in the industry for so long, I hate to see it, but okay, you look at our music videos, the, the music videos that get the most play on TV, radio, yeah. namely when you hear these artists, what are most of them talking about? Drugs, I got drugs, I got guns, I will kill you, I, I don't have no respect for women, you and yo can get it. So... White people hear the same thing. Not half of the suburban white kids play it. So their parents are like, whoa, what are you listening to? That, But you hear country music, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not defending whites in no man. I'm just saying what we do as a people sometimes affects how people look at us. They, they country music, you know, I've listened to some country songs, and some of that stuff is sad. They're talking about their dog died, this person died, you know. But generally, you don't really hear them talking about violence, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I'm trying to hold it in my class. <laughs> <laughs> the dog died. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's sad. But you don't, you don't hear a lot of Come, come back home, Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, I'm telling you, man, I've listened to some country songs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but them songs, and them songs will make you want to go out and shoot yourself. Because <laughs> it'd be yeah. sad. It'd be sad. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, but, be sad. I, I know what you're saying, though, because the media controls the world. Right. And What's her? And so, the media and the, mu- the music, if that's what people are hearing and that's what they're seeing, then 
they're going to they're reacting kind of that way. What they see, yeah. Right. They they think that every black man walking down the street has the potential to take out a gun, shoot them, and rob them. Regard okay, unless you yeah. look the part. But and even when you look the part, that's the media. But who controls the media? Uh, well, we know. White men. <laughs> yeah. White men. You're right. Exactly. They control the media. And, and that's so, just a way of keeping that and distrust. That's another way of, and, and, but that's another way of enslaving us. Because the same, uh, what, what is portrayed, and I know, Tanya, this is off your topic, but what, okay. what is portrayed on TV, on social media, and things like that further enslaves us because you have to think about the youth, the, the millennials. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the conversations that I have when I was going to like schools and stuff, talking about like career days, stuff like that, most of the kids want to be a rapper. I want to be a singer. I want to be a rapper. I want to be a celebrity. I want to be a basketball player. They, they are no longer thinking about, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a politician. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> exactly. You don't hear any of that anymore because what do they constantly see on TV? Oh, if I get on social media, I could do X, Y, and Z. There's no need for me to do that. If I do X, Y, and Z, I, and, and if, I, if I get that one hit record, then I can make it. Not knowing all the work that goes into being in the music industry, not knowing all the work it takes to stay a celebrity or any of that stuff. You know, you, you have many people right. that will constantly keep on spinning their wheels, spending their money, and everything else trying to just make it. I know somebody right now, he is very talented, professionally um, has, you know, signed a contract and everything else. Has not one hit record out, but has a record contract. Mm-hmm. Hasn't made a dime because of all the expenses that he's paid to make a record. And and that's the thing oh, that a lot wow. of wow. No, seriously, I can break that down even further because one of the, like mm-hmm. I said, I've been in it for a long, long time, and I've I've been on both sides of the spectrum from being an artist to being under a record label to owning my own mm-hmm. label with artists. And I've spent major money to get nothing back because you got to realize when you sign to a major label, which is still controlled by the white people, there ain't too many black people own their own labels. And even if they do, they're subsidiary up under a bigger white label. Mm-hmm. And right. once they break down all the fees and stuff you have to pay, when they, like, I called it a long time ago when they were saying about signing the 360 deal. Before the 360 deal came about and the MP3s came out, I said, man, record labels are going to lose money because no longer it's easy now, you know, you can share on MP3 and get all the music out without having to go to the store to buy it. So they was going to have to figure another way to make money. And I said, they was going to start taxing artists on everything that they do. So the virtues of a 360 deal means if you sign a contract just for music, let's say you go write a book and the book become number one seller. They get a piece of that. Let's say you go get in a movie. Yep. They get a piece of that. Whatever you do from then on out is a 360 they deal. Get a piece of- they get a piece of right. it. You go on tour. Long time ago, all the record labels didn't touch your tour money. Now yeah. they take that. Merchandising, they touch that. Now they take that. So exactly. that's a full 360 deal. And now, so those deals, they do have a, a time limit, right? It's not like forever. It's not forever, but it's for a very long time. If you get a contract okay. that states that it's a three-year contract with a two-year option, that's five years. Because mm-hmm. they're going to exercise those options. And some people it. sign okay. even longer. So 10-year contract. So that's really our roles. That's why but, you see most people now going independent. Yeah, right. you have been saying that a lot. Right. Yeah. But, but the point that I was trying to make is that 
if you don't know the stuff that's behind the scenes, mm -hmm. like James knows the stuff, I know the stuff because I have done it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't know what it takes to actually do this stuff and to become somebody, okay, I'll give classic example. I got 100,000 streams on, on Pandora. I got a Pandora station mm -hmm. myself. I work an everyday job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have a degree. Yeah. I have credentials behind my name because there's going to be some days where music is not going to pay the bills. There you yeah. go. There yep. you go. And, and a, a lot of the artists, you know, I even tell my nephew this. He's an expiring artist. Really good. But I told him, man, you want to make sure you got a plan B, you know, because I, I told him, look how many artists that you're trying to compete against is out there that's trying to do exactly what you're doing. And then most of, mm -hmm. them, most of them nowadays, they really don't have no originality to them, so they sound like the next artist. You can put them all on one CD, Everybody and they all sound yeah. the same. So, you know, I told him, so you don't have anybody expiring to be anything now. Most of the black men, like, like who said, oh, I want to be an athlete or I want to be an artist. Wow, that's the only two choices. Mm -hmm. I don't hear... I want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be a doctor. I want to be a politician. Exactly. These are the ones that are controlling what happens. I want to be a judge. These are the ones that are controlling what's going yes. on with black men today. So they make it, glor the media glorifies the athlete. The media glorifies exactly. the musician to keep you from aspiring to be yes. anything else. Exactly, because that is we, need, very we, need we need seats at those other tables. And yes, they know we that. Do. But they if we don't have anybody yeah. that's qualified to be at that table, then they know that they're going to forever control it. They're yes, going to control that it. That is so true. That that's is it. so true. And that's why yeah. they won't play stuff on a radio station that's primarily positive, talking about things that you can do to become better. They'll, they'll play a, a stupid song. I call them stupid songs. They'll play a stupid song with the quickness, where they ain't talking about nothing. I mean, like, how many times can you talk about your hood? You know how many times I've interviewed artists, and I said, well, what makes your album different? Well, man, you know, I'm telling my tale, you know, you know how I came up in the ghetto, okay? About you and about... 120 other million rappers saying the same thing mm -hmm. about how they came yeah. up. Like, tell us something about how you got out to get. That's why I respect Jay Z on certain levels because he said, Hey, look, you got to go beyond just being a rapper. When he made that one yeah. line, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. That was like one of the mm -hmm. best lines I ever heard because he said, You got to control more than just your street block. <laughs> And selling Absolutely. drugs on it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you don't own that block. The government still own it. And when they want you off of it, trust me, they will get you off. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's a few of them. Like, um, I know J. Cole, Kendrick yep. Lamar, they talk about other things. But that's why I have so much respect for Jay-Z because I think that he already gives back, like, financially. But his wisdom, he's, you know, trying to get his wisdom back in this music. Like, if you heard his last album, the... Um, Four, four, four. Is that yeah, four. Yeah, that was my jam. There, that album yeah, was nice. Yeah, I mean, so many gems in that, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, this isn't what I'm. This is the Jay Z that I'm used to." But I'm like, because he's grown up. You know, he's, he's not sure he's successful. You, yeah. you, exactly. When I tell you I studied Jay Z religiously, <clears throat> I, I um, I'm gonna tell you what changed my my perspective of music altogether is when I saw Jay Z the first rapper on Monday Night Football in the booth with them advertising his album. Nobody had ever done that. Mm -hmm. I said, man, that, I said, okay, he's changed the game. This cat He's always been a pioneer. Pioneer. He's on Monday Night Football advertising his album. 
I was like, yeah. I'm blue. <laughs> From then, I realized, man, it, 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 you, got to, you got to turn yourself into something more than just a rapper. If you're just a rapper, you're right. not going to go too far. Be a businessman. Yeah. Be a businessman. Absolutely. Okay, guys, we're, we are a little behind schedule, so um, we're going to talk about... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get real. That was a great discussion. That was needed. I definitely think... I, I think I don't know why we didn't um, bring that topic up anyways, because that, that was a good topic. Um, so now we're going to talk about what happened in California. So uh, let's see what the black lives okay, matter so this was yep this was on it looks like it happened on july 4th i believe and it was a woman wearing a red t-shirt and flip-flops began painting over the and this is from cnn i'm um, reading this directly from an article began painting over the ye yellow letter mural with black paint saturday as seen in a video posted on youtube and shared in a police statement a man wearing a Red Trump shirt that read four more years began filming the woman, um, be began filming the woman painting. We're sick of this narrative. That's what's wrong, the man in the video said. The narrative of police brutality, the narrative of oppression, the narrative of racism, it's all a lie. A bystander off camera can be heard arguing with the man asking what was wrong with him before adding, this is racist, what are you doing? Um, so, uh, long story short, they continued painting over it. One of the um, one of the bystanders, which was a woman, um, I, she was a minority woman. Um, she ended up snatching the paint away, and then I think the video kind of cut off. Um, but they, you know, the man basically said this whole racism thing, this this this, this whole narrative, it doesn't exist. It's a lie. So now they have both both couples, the man and the woman. Um, they have now been charged with a hate crime um i'm just kind of scrolling over this really quick okay so david nelson and nicole anderson are each charged with three misdemeanor counts including violation of civil rights vandalism and possession of tools to commit vandalism or graffiti the district attorney office said in a statement the incident happened soon after the mural was painted and from the court in front of the courthouse um, in california on july 4th so um, they were charged. Well, how do you guys feel about that? You know, um, for him to say none of this exists. Um, you know, they were shouting all lives matter in the background. They had the Trump shirts on um, and they don't think racism exists. Um, okay. Uh, and let me just say, I've seen this. This happened to this. I, I have to be careful uh, with my words, but this Situ not this situation, but this whole oh racism doesn't exist thing. I've heard that. I've seen that from someone who I know um, personally, um, who happens to be white, and they they truly believe like it's racism. It's no such thing as this. It doesn't exist. Just because I'm a Trump supporter, that doesn't make me racist or you know whatever. How do you guys feel about that? For him to say this doesn't exist. Um. I feel and is that, it possible that they truly feel like this? Uh, I think it may be possible because you have to understand that how can I, I want to say this correctly, that racism is something that's taught in my opinion because 
when we first go to school and when we first are kids and things like that, you know, there's no distinction. Oh, you shouldn't play with such and such because they're a different color. You know what I'm saying? We embrace each other because we're kids. We know nothing about it. It's about what's passed on from generation to generation. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So in their mind, there is no no issue. Um, and I'm think and I'm thinking I'm talking like that because I think about I had a boss, loved her to death. She made it to a certain point in her career with no college degree or anything else like that. And when we were talking about, you know, because we worked for her, you know, African Americans worked for her, when we talked about different experiences that we had gone through in the company that were racist, she said to us, well, no, it didn't happen like that. No, they didn't mean anything like that because she was ignorant to the fact of this is this is a racist act. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah. I, I think I think that yes, some people can be ignorant to the fact that, you know, we're going through these type of changes or mm -hmm. you know, because they live in their own world and are ignorant to what we go through, you know? Right. I um what I would say is that you, you have a lot of a lot of white people that kinda grew up not knowing the history of what happened to blacks. I hate to say that other than ones that they got from parents that were there. Um, with them right. not growing up knowing that because half of us, half of us blacks don't even know our own history of what happened. You know, so to them in their minds, it, it doesn't exist. But if, you know, they would have to go back and literally study history. When they say what's a lie, you know, I got, I'm too prone on that because America is built off a lie. One big lie <laughs> to be exact. You know, the whole thing of Christopher Columbus discovered America. Nonsense. Western Africans were over here mm -hmm. eons before he was even born. <laughs> and and there's proof of that in the Aztec um yeah. culture. Or you gotta go back and look at the Mayans in them and look at and they'll tell mm -hmm. you you got depictions of Africans that came over in big huge canoes and boats that hold up to 60, 70 people way back then through the the, the Gulf Straits. So them saying that wow. that's a lie, and that was so that was well before the the West African trade, the the Atlantic trade, slave trade came about. Mm -hmm. We were already over here, so um, okay, yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's history, and see, you know, a lot of us, if we knew our history and went back and studied that stuff, we'd be surprised by that. That's why the pyramids, if you can check the pyramids in 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 Egypt, are almost identical to the ones in in Mayan Aztec. And, and people yeah. wonder, people wonder how is that possible when they're so far apart? Africans have been sailing. African had boats. They got depictions in ancient um, Aztec of African boats and canoes that were there eons before. Like I said, your boy was even born. Wow. Yeah. So we were over here a long time ago before you know. <laughs> and that's you know that's something. It, I, it's definitely something I need to educate myself on the history because history with African Americans start with slavery in almost every history book. Right. We don't see what happened before that and before where we slavery. come from. And, and you know that, let me let me ask this question. Mm -hmm. If you think back to when we were in school and we had to go through that history, was that a comfortable was that a comfortable history lesson or was that a history lesson that was kind of skirted through and we was on to the next? Oh, for sure. Skirted through and moved on to the next. Absolutely. I went to a Catholic school in elementary and it was pretty mixed, but 
that's definitely, hey, this happened, let's go on to the next chapter. Right. Exactly. I went to a private school that's majority white. We talked about it briefly for about a week, and we were on to the next degree mythology. Right. right. And they never really, yep. <clears throat> even when I grew up, they didn't discuss, like, the Ku Klux Klan like that. And see, probably mm -hmm. back then, the Klan was, it was acceptable. You know what I'm saying? So you got a racist organization like the Klan that were racist, biggest murderers, rapists in the whole nine, but it was acceptable because most of the, the high officials and everything, they were all Klansmen uh, underneath. Your judge would be a Klansman. Your police officer would be a Klansman. Your lawyer would be part of the Klan. They put the hoods on because they wanted to seal up their identities so they can go out in general public and nobody know it. But behind the scenes, right. those were the ones that were sending us to jail, making up allocations, white lady go crazy. Oh, he raped me. Man never even touched the man didn't even say anything to her. Next thing you know, they want to lynch and hang him off of something that he didn't do. But they say that's not racist. So when they say it doesn't exist, okay, tell me about all the 4,000 black men that got hung, you know, between 1800s up until now. How is that not racist? You know, tell, tell you me know the thing is, it really wasn't that long ago. Um, I was just reading, I think it's her name, Rupi Bridges, the, mm. the little girl who integrated the schools. So, I mean, even the integration of schools, this was less than 60 years ago. Mm. You know, so it's still, she's only 65. I think her birthday was maybe this week, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. Um, but she is only 65 years old. And, you know, so just think, we're not even really a lifetime from, from all of this. Oh, hey, my, my, shoot, you, you can go back first. I mean, <clears throat> earlier than that, the 60s, riding the back of the bus, colors enter through the back. Come on, man, that's not racist. We can't enter through the front door. We got to go around the back. We, can sit, we can't sit, <clears throat> sit in front of the bus. We got to sit in the back. But they don't understand that that's, oh, that's not being racist. We're just saying that you're a lesser people. That's not being See, racist. I don't, think, I don't think that they're saying that the people who do think this, I think they know that it's a history that happened, but I think they're saying that's over with now. And, you know, it's no type of, um, we're not facing any type of, I guess, consequence of what happened in history. So racism today doesn't exist. So I don't think that I don't know how they feel like that when 50, almost 50 years ago, Brown versus Board of Education was, was in, in place. That is, that is very true. But, you know, but I agree. I agree that it, it is taught. I think that some, I think a lot of them are ignorant to it, you know, and it, a lot of times it takes for, you know, the, a black friend or a black um, spouse or something to actually inform them. Because let me tell you, with me raising black children and, you know, they, they have black and white friends, but I can tell you that some of their parents are not teaching this in the home not because they don't want to but because they themselves are ignorant to it yeah, so how are. Are you yeah. teach but you know <clears throat> but you know what kills me though is that white people you know and i'm not saying all white so let me just say racist white people i'm not gonna say all white because i got a lot of white friends that are really cool and they'll yeah, never absolutely. act like that but you've got racist white people or ignorant i'm just i'm gonna matter of fact i ain't even call them racist white people i'm just say ignorant white people um, and some blacks, <laughs> definitely got some of them too, that they're cool with exploiting black athletes. Take all the black athletes that go to these white, predominantly white universities, PWIs. I was talking with this with my daughter. She was like, Dad, it would change if all of the top black athletes stopped going to the PWIs and go to the historically black colleges 
what would happen if all the top black athletes in sports decided, you know what, we're going to start our own league and do our own thing. What would happen? They, 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 they treasure us treasure us for what we can do in sports and everything, but they have no respect for us to do anything else. But anyway, on to the all next right, so topic. Let's, yeah, we're going to um, talk about this last topic, then we're going to wrap it up. Um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but 50 Cent had an interview with Lil Wayne. And shut up, Garrett. And um, in the video, they're kind of joking back and forth. And James, if you could, um, if you could also uh, link that as well, the All link right. that I had showed you, or maybe even show that. Can you show that really quick? See what I'm saying? And I look and I go, Yo, this is why they get mad, they get angry. You see a lot of sisters. They go, Oh, you fuck, you fuck with this kind of girl or that kind of girl. That shit is exotic. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> That shit looks a lot different from the shit that you see in the neighborhood all the time. It looks like that shit looks like it came off a boat, baby. You don't like that motherfucker? You don't like that? You go, goddamn! What's the matter with you? It feels like something foreign. It feels like something that you can't just get. So, in some kind of ways, it is interesting to explore. You know what I'm saying? But they get mad, they get angry. How did you end up with this motherfucker or this that? I'm like, huh? For real. <clears throat> they get real. I just look at it like, oh, look at this angry. And then my instincts always makes me defensive. So I go, look at this angry black motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. You're trying to fuck up the whole vibe. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because you're going. Hey, Gary, what did you laugh at? Because I didn't find anything funny about this video. <laughs> That's because you're a woman. <laughs> oh, black woman. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And as a black man, you should find it funny either. I, I was laughing. I was laughing at the fact that probably decided they had to beat them out because one sentence it was like beat me. I was like, dang. I can't even understand it. See, and right. I didn't really hear the video, but I do notice like 50 was basically um saying like he likes exotic women. He wants, you know, from the islands and different. And, you know, he likes that, right? And he said something about black women, like, oh, it's different than saying, you know, the black women from the hood. Like, we're just, you know, everyday well, little little things just, you know, going around. He, he wants to see something different, more exotic, right? Well, I, 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 I don't disagree with what you're saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. But I kind of understand Ooh. what Fifty's saying in certain okay. extent, and I'm gonna tell you Excuse why. Excuse me. Listen, listen, listen. Let me wait, tell you wait, why. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Please tell me. Yeah, wait, wait, please wait. tell me because wait. as well, a okay. black man. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, just like you got some black women that won't date a brother from the hood because of the way he looks and the way he acts. They'll go after a white man, an Hispanic man, anything that's that different than the norm. Lies. That is the lies. absolute truth. I don't, I don't know one woman who's going to not date a guy only because he's from the hood. Now, if he's in the the hood growing up and he's still in the hood when he's well, I mean, adult, mentality wise, mentality wise, the, that hood mentality, right? Yeah, grow up. That, that's grow what up. I mean. Okay, like pants sagging. <clears throat> looking like he's straight up thug and trying to approach somebody. I mean, I'm sorry. Some women don't go for that. Yeah, That's just like me. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't date ghetto women. And I've been That's on some dates with ghetto women. And that's what I mean I by, yeah, I don't date ghetto There's women. nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong right? with that. Every It's nothing wrong with what you're saying right now. But did he not say, like, 
see, I have to watch the video again because I couldn't hear what, you, what he was really saying. But he said but even, something about wanting exotic. Like, we're not enough. Like, black women. No, I mean, black enough. women are some of the most exotic women you're going to find on the planet. But he's talking about, I know what 50's saying. 50's saying, we like. Are, we are some of the most beautiful, most exotic, <laughs> all time different out, color time skin out, time, all time different out, color hair. Time, we can do whatever time, with our hair. We can have out. it curled one day. <laughs> Okay, like black women are some of the most beautiful. This is exactly what 50 Cent is talking about right here. All right, let's see what Gary got to say. Let's see what Gary got to say. Go ahead, Gary. This is exactly what 50 Cent is talking about. You see how you went from zero to 100? We having a a conversation. We are your friends, your co-hops. We ain't saying 50 Cent said it. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter. But see, this is the thing. Wait, let me let me read to you what the man said. The man said they get mad, they get angry. You see a lot of sisters, and they be like, "Oh, you blah 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 with this kind of girl." Vicky said that this blank is exotic. This looks different from what you see in the hood every day. What is wrong with that statement? See, okay, and I have no, now if that's the case, if he's saying that black women have, no. an, issue, have has an issue with him dating outside his race, I don't care. I don't care about that type of thing. Like, whatever floats your boat. But I will say, like, as a black man, to me, I'm going to say this. It seems like we are, and don't go down my throat for this. I'm not going to say we are the only race that does this, but I guess because I'm black, I notice it within the black race that our men they are the only men that call their you know the other their other black counterpart the black woman you know the bitches and they're disrespectful and you know they rather um date outside their race because this one looks better or this one does this and when are we enough when is just being a black woman not not ghetto but you know or whatever just a black Woman, when is that enough? Well, I mean, it's, but, here, it's, but here's my question. Here's my question. Now. I'm sorry, James. No, no, go ahead. I don't know when when this happened, but there has over time, women used to hold themselves in a distinguished way, and a okay. dignified way, and over time, what you have seen that diminish, like people like your mother, like my mama. You know, my mama's not that old. You know, your mama's not that old, okay? Mm-hmm. So nowadays, you don't see that type type of dignified woman. You know what I'm saying? You see the same crap that you see. Okay, I grew up in the hood. I grew up over, they, what do they call it, in Brightmore, okay? That's a tough hood in Detroit, okay? If I go over to that hood right now, I see Shaniqua, Shaquilla, and Laquan. And guess what? They all act the same way. They ready to fight at the moment's notice. Angry is I don't know what. Talking about what they don't need from no man. This is that and the other. Do you think that you I can, want to date them? And you know what? And maybe not. Um, but you're naming a small percentage of black women because That's me as a black woman, women, I don't. Majority I do not of think women now. No. Let me majority talk. Majority of please. women nowadays. Let me talk. Let me talk, or you're gonna see the angry black woman that you're talking about. Okay. See? So let me see? talk. See, this okay? is my point. Listen. <laughs> no. My point. And, and me as a black woman, you don't see me 
you know, ghetto and all of this. And not saying that education is any different than someone being non-educated because there are non-educated millionaires running their own business. Women that I know are doing their thing and they don't have a college degree, but they still act in a way where it's not, you know, loud and ghetto and, um, out, you know, what do they call obnoxious and things like that. And it's a lot of women like that. My friends, my family, you don't see them, you know, acting in a way that you're talking about at all. I don't so see there are, I don't see a lot of I don't, women. I don't really see a lot of women like you saying, and that's just quite honest. There, there are few, there are women like you, and yes, your friends are your friends, but guess what? They already got boyfriends and stuff like that. So I'm talking about the group of women that is single and eligible to date is that's, you know, far in between. Far in between. I, I think. I don't I, think so. I think you're not. I don't think you're looking hard enough. Honestly, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, we areas. understand that. I understand that this is a sensitive passion. Hey, you know, fierce passion. See, wait, 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 wait. Let's not call it sensitive. I hate that word, especially when it's used amongst a woman. It's not sensitive. It's passion. I'm passionate about the subject, just as I am with any other subject that we were talking about today. Don't no, call it I, sensitive. No, okay. I feel that with, with this topic here, you have gone from zero to a hundred. I have not. I have about. not. You weren't this passionate about Black Lives Matter. Oh, really? You weren't oh. this passionate about Black Lives Matter we, when the white lady was painting over the side. Are we going Okay, 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 okay. Hey, let, let, let me interject. Let me interject. Let me interject. Ahead, okay, please. I'm interject. What, 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 okay, part, part of, okay, what, what, okay, hey, let me, let me, let me, let me say this, what 50 Cent mostly is talking about when he says exotic, I think he mostly means attitude, and not saying that other races, no, I'm telling you, no, no, I'm serious, it ain't just about it, because I've seen, I've dated, I, I've dated, I have dated exotic black women, and to me, I have a fetish for Pocahontas-looking women. People know that. You look like a Pocahontas. It's the it's a look, but I look like a black woman. Black woman Pocahontas is all the same. You still look hella good. So that's 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 the difference. Okay, you you're a beautiful mean, woman. Black woman. Yeah. So it's really it boils down <laughs> like my mom is a beautiful black woman. My mom looks like she's from the West Indies. My dad is extremely light, and that's why I came out in between. But my mom is dark skin. Beautiful black woman. Anybody that's ever seen my mom, they're like, wow, I can't believe she's in her 70s. She doesn't look like that. So that I don't think it's more so the statement than the attitude. My mom acts totally different from women today. A lot of women today, you know, I hate to say it, and that's not I'm not trying to categorize all women, but just with the guys, I call them out too. A lot of the young men today, I can't stand the way they act. I don't see why any woman would want to date them because of the way they act black or otherwise and that's the same thing it's the way you carry yourself you know what i'm saying and you do have a lot of black women that got angry issues because they think all the black men just want to date other women outside other than them but some of it is you know you got younger black women that don't know how to be women and you got young that, black men that don't know how to be black men that was my point that was my i can point. agree with that i can agree with that he, he so, made it sound so, a lot better than what you so, were saying but no, I, I can say the same thing though. I said the same exact Listen. thing. You didn't jump down James' throat. You jumped down mine. <laughs> <laughs> because he was more calm talking to me, so I I more you, calm. You actually let you actually let James get a word in. That's fine. I deal with you when we all fight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, listen. But I do agree with that, and 
you know, times are changing though. Like, I'm not sure what you guys expect, you know, from a woman. Now, I will say the whole, you know, getting, you know, injections and all of that. Like, I think it's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with a natural woman. Um, and I know people are twerking in a, you know, on a gram and doing all of this. And okay, maybe that's not ladylike. Um, and like you said, maybe they weren't taught to like, you know, be a woman, but now you don't really see the woman at home, not working, taking care of the children and the man, you know, going out working, you know, uh, you know, 15, 15 hours a day, bringing home all the money and, you know, the wife can cook and clean and, you know, do her little dancey dressing and things like that. No, both men and women are grinders. Okay. We are bosses out here, both men and women. We're not, I'm, I'm definitely not that woman that's sitting in the house and cooking and cleaning and stuff. Yeah, I do all of that. I take care of the home, but I'm also out there working. I'm also out there. I've learned how to cook, Gary. Don't even go there, okay? But like, I'm also working and I'm also, you know, running a business. We can do it all. And I think that it's unfair to expect a woman to be just this perfect, um, you know, cooking every day, cleaning every day, taking care of the kids every day so that you can come home and then we can lay up for you. And that, that type of woman just doesn't exist you, you anymore know, because that type of man, does, because I'm, I'm, that type that, of man doesn't that, exist. That's what I was going to say. I'm glad you brought that point up. The point I was going to say is exactly what you just said. The reason why women are having an issue with that is because the woman now has become the man and the man's become the woman. The man, you got a bunch of successful women are going through. Well, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, say it like no, this. No, no, when no. you got when no. you got a black man that sits at home and plays Xbox all day, can't get a damn job, and he's living off his woman, ain't helping taking care of the kids, that makes an angry black woman. Cause she's looking at him like, Man, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of goes both ways. Also, the economy has changed. So back yeah. then, you, you were able to have a household run off of one salary. We mm. work jobs now where we we cannot run a household mm. off of one salary. salary. That's true. Salary. I agree with you for that. You have, you have to think about these are kids now that are raising kids. When, yeah. my par when our parents had us, they had just graduated out of college or, you know, whatever, whatever, they were late 20s, early 30s. You yeah. have kids raising kids now, you know, because see, they I'm, have- I'm not even, my mother had me when she was 19 and um, I turned out, you but know, all right. But you still came out good though. Because but she had a about, mother, she, she also had a, a older mother, you know, right. so I was influenced exactly. a lot by that. Okay. Well. So yeah, that's but what you're saying. Not, but if you have 16, you have these kids are having kids at, at 13, 14, 15, 16 not going yeah, to school, and guess what? And this is the example that they see. You know, we I saw an example of my parents getting up, putting their clothes on, going to work. So in my mind, my thought process was always, oh, when I get grown, I gotta have a good job so that I can do X, Y, and Z. You know, but if the example is, okay, oh, well, this is, this is what we do. This is how we behave, you know what I'm saying? Then that's what your daughter is seeing. That's what your Absolutely. son is saying. And then it's a trickle-down effect. You know what I'm saying? It's a trickle-down effect. I agree. Look, I mean, to be honest, yes, our, our women any of any color, but I'm talking about our black women right now, yes, we, we, we do have some shaping up to do, and so does our black men. 
Um, and I just feel I like we need equal. to do a better job. I think it's equal as well. I think we need to do a better job as far as coming together and unity, but most importantly, mentorship. I think that if you are at a position where you are successful or you found a way in life and um, you can teach that to somebody like, hey, I came from where you come from and this is where I'm at now, or at least guide them and not just guide them, you know, go to school, go to college, you know, do a business, whatever. Teach them how to act. Uh, yeah, but teach them how to act in public. Let me tell you, I can't, like, the the small business thing, um, or not the small business, um, on the 7th, what was it, yesterday, you supposed to shop black businesses and things like that, and Mm -hmm, I can't tell you how many people got on the internet and was like, oh, that's why I don't, you know, shop black businesses, just bashing black businesses. We are not going to grow as a a community like that. However, however, so that's a whole nother issue, but let's talk about those black businesses with the attitude and the non-organization and things like that. A lot of times, especially in today's age right now, that's their first time, you know, out of all of their family owning their own business. So yeah, maybe they don't know about customer service. Maybe they don't know, you know, to say hello when a person walks in the door and have a great day and say thank you and please and things like that. Because so it's their with first time. And that's my point. They need mentorship. So when right. it's, you know, a me, but you, you and have all to three be, of us. But, 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 you have to be humble enough to know that you, one, need help. And then, yes. two, then you have to also be willing to ask for that help. We're willing to talk to each other about what we've done, what has worked. But guess what? A lot of times, the normal black mentality is, oh, I got ahead. I ain't letting nobody else get to where I'm trying to get to. It's a secret. Yeah, and that's that's true. So sad. Yeah, that's true. And you're absolutely right. Because how many times we? You you just told you told me you know a few times like oh you keep me on my toes at all the time and we can go back and forth all day about that because we accept it. I know I'm not too good to get advice from you and and vice versa. Like you right. you know and people they have to be willing to accept that. You know when Garrett he can tell tell me something you know that's that's kind of harsh and I'm like damn like you know is that you know and I have to look at myself but we need that we need somebody. <laughs> like that that's going to keep us on our toes and we have to be humble enough to accept that type of advice well you know the biggest thing with that is is black pride is sometimes you know the old saying pride can hit you quicker than the rope too prideful to ask for help or too prideful you know my my mentality is this if i see a brother and he's like you said we was talking today we was talking about the ten thousand. Well, show me how you're doing that. <laughs> I ain't too proud yeah. to beg. I'm on, I'm on my TLC. Yeah. I ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I do it like this. That's why I'm giving out these small business tips. But I know a few business owners and, you know, they'll say that. But they also have to be willing to ask. Because right. sometimes, you know, sometimes people aren't willing to just give out their, you know, advice. Or, you know, hey, do you need help? And like, no, ask. Hey, I see you're doing your thing. I see you're doing this. Can you help me? And mm-hmm. I never said no. Well, this Ever. is one thing. I've this never is, said no to this is one thing I will credit white businesses from for. And you know, there's good and bad on both. White businesses, the way they operate, they operate from a, a sense of, okay, they're doing this. How can we do it better? Or how can we join it? If we can't, yep. if we can't beat them, we're gonna join them or we're gonna buy them. When I used to work mm-hmm. for Web.com, that was their whole scenario. They were like, wow, we like that. How much you want for it? <laughs> and yeah. then just go buy it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they wanted they wanted that company. They they didn't try to change what the company was doing. They didn't say, you know, well, we're going to do that. No. What can we do to get a part of that? You better trust and believe 
that they paid consultants on figuring out what do they need to do to become better. You know, investing in yourself is going to be the main key for whether it's a small business or whether it's a big corporation. You know what I'm saying? And being Absolutely. able to to take that feedback, like you said, is going to be important. But also, you have some of those black people that are successful be like, well, you would pay the white man, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to pay me for the information. You know? Yeah. So you just have to make sure that you're willing and open to, to invest in yourself, do the research, and, and get to that next level. Yep. That's true. That is true. Well, I agree. Well, guys, this is the end of this. I had a lot of fun. <laughs>